Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, Ione. Hi, Olivia. And oh my god, oh my god, wait, I forgot about this. We actually have two new reviews today that I can read out. So let me just get them up. This is very exciting times. <laughs> you are excited. Obviously, cut this long pause while my internet <laughs> loads. Okay, so we got two great reviews. First review from Sarah, five stars. What a wonderful and magical space. Informative, honest, and thought-provoking content delivered in a format that sets the listener at ease. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So thank you so much, Sarah. And then the next one is from Big Birds Collective. I love polyester, five stars. Always fabulous and informative. I love finding new artists and interesting people through this podcast. Amazing. Thank you so much. Bloody great news is all I can say. <laughs> it's all you do say. It's all I do say, yes. Bloody so. great news. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ioni and I'm the founder and editor of Polyester Online and Imprint. And I'm Olivia, the co-host, producer and editor of the podcast. We publish weekly episodes with the Sleepover Club one week and Obsessions the next. This week, it's the Obsessions episode where we talk to a person we admire about something they're obsessed with that has nothing to do with how they generate their income. And next week is the Sleepover Club, where Ioni and I have all those gorge conversations you usually have with your girlmates at a sleepover. Yay! So, this is Obsessions. And it's great because we have the same obsession, which sometimes does happen, but we don't always talk about it. Yeah, that is true, because usually we just chat so much shit in the week anyway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we both were able to watch... Kajillion Air. Oh yeah, great. Not together. No, not together, no. But we did both watch it, which kind of is nice that we both were able to do something that the other person also did that wasn't just like be in bed, drink coffee, moan. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Or like watch Selling Sunset. Mm. I I haven't watched that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what did you think of Kajillion Air, Olivia? I loved it. I love everything. No, you should I don't know if you should say you love everything everyone does, but like Moran's July's has always been one of my absolute all-time favourite artists. And, like, funnily enough, recently I just reread her collection of short stories because they're just so, so good. One of them I've read twice recently for, for no reason other than I just love it. And sometimes I just think, I don't... I feel like no-one has to write anything now. What do you mean no-one has to write anything? What, because the best has just been done? Well, I just, like, this is great. People should just read this. <laughs> yeah, this is the only book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... 
as Olivia and the episode title has given the game away, we are speaking to Miranda July today for Obsessions, which is so, so, so exciting because, yeah, I also love Kajalina, which is her latest feature film, which she wrote and directed. I don't know, can't even, like, I don't even know how to surmise, surmise. How do you say that? Summarize. No. Surmise. Yeah. I mean, they're two different words, so. What does surmise mean? I'm not in your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, okay, maybe we should just let this interview (laughs) begin because we're obviously both a bit giddy today. It's also hard to to say what you like about the film because you don't want to give spoilers away because I want to be like, I really like this bit or that. But at the same time, I'm like, you should go in, you should just watch it. Yeah, you, you Definitely just go and watch it 100%. And then surmise. I don't know. What it means. <laughs> to surmise. To surmise. On. Neither of us know if we are using that word correctly, but oh well. Please write in. <laughs> Let us know. I also was thinking, I just was going to say, please don't Google surmise or do some, um, yeah, maybe, well, do or don't or whatever. But that the noise, the sound of you tapping your keys with your nails is like right. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is meant to be a short intro, but I've been getting so much shit for the sound of my nails, <laughs> <laughs> either on my keyboard or on my phone recently, and I'm really annoyed about it because it's an <laughs> it's an excellent noise. I've literally had about no, four it is, people it is. sound off to me about the noise of my fake nails on my keyboard slash phone screen in the past week. I'm starting to, you know, it's starting to really get my goat. I like it. I'm just not sure that people at home are interested in it. You know, I also know what it is. Well, let's see. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's go to the interview. (laughs) (laughs) Hi Miranda. Hiya. Hi. How are you? I'm good. You guys look very cute. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying before you came on, sorry that I'm kind of like lit like a Victorian child. It's really yeah, dark on my flat now. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us. Kajillion is so good. Yeah, we love way. it. So good. Oh, thank you. But today we're not really going to be talking about that, although I'm sure it'll probably come to it at some point but today we're going to be talking about role play right but not sexy role play well I wanted to use the phrase that I just made up yesterday <laughs> like everyday acting you mm-hmm. know okay it could include sexual role play so okay wait everyday acting yeah so seeing as this is a phrase you've kind of coined yourself yeah. Maybe it would be great if you could introduce the idea to the <laughs> Yes, I will be introducing it to myself as well because um, it's brand new. I guess the reason I came up with it was I was like, oh, if I say role-playing, you're going to think it only means sexual role-playing. And I was thinking what was exciting me about it was, yes, the sexual part of it, but also I was thinking of all these different little ways that acting comes up in my life that don't have to do with filmmaking or performance in a, you know, in a formal sense and that they're actually quite powerful. So what would you say are some examples of everyday acting? Good question. Um, (laughs) Well, so one example is I do this thing with my child. We kind of stumbled into it 
I think we were on a family trip. This was before COVID and they were just quite lonely and they wished there was another child to play with. And I said, well, I'll be a child. And then I immediately and very deeply went into this character that was a child, my child's age. So like a seven-year-old, but a very bad child, like (laughs) very real, um, but very like full of bad, dangerous ideas and a little bit mean and definitely like pushing things so that my child had to like continually kind of make a boundary and keep things safe. And and the thing about it is I I was explaining this to Mike, my husband, because we did it again. Mike went out and, you know, now they're lonely all the time because of COVID. And they said, can you be that child again? Remember the the bad child? (laughs) The bad child. (laughs) Can I have a play date with that bad child again? And I actually said, I'm a little nervous about doing it without an adult home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Because it really, it's like so consuming. And that child is so bad that I thought, is that even safe if there's, if Mike isn't home? Because then it's just like two children, one of them very bad. And, um, And, but we did it and like my child believes so much when I am being the bad child that I learned all kinds of things about- That you would have never learned. They never would have told me these things. Yeah. And um, yeah, like I was saying, I was suggesting that we cut all the pictures out of the art books. This sounds like very self-sabotaging. Or all things that I'm like against in real life. Um, (laughs) And Hopper, my child was like, looked really freaked out and said, I would get really punished for doing that. Um, (laughs) And I said, what would the punishment be? And they said, like, maybe my screen time taken away. And I said, how much screen time do you get? And they said, well, 40 minutes at the end of the day on weekdays, which is true and only since COVID. And and then on the weekends, they don't really care. I can just do whatever I want. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like shocked. And like that, I mean, there were a number of revelations like that. Like I, you know, that night I said to Mike, like, we have totally gone off the rails with the (laughs) screen time. Like they need a boundary there. We're allowing way too much, you know, and like, yeah, this weekend's going to be different, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But in that way, would you feel like you were betraying Hopper and the bad child's relationship by enforcing those rules? (laughs) Totally. Totally. It's Hopper told the bad child and the bad child told me, And I told Mike, you know, (laughs) total betrayal. So, and Mike was like, why, like, why do you have to be so bad? Like, what's going on there? (laughs) And I was a little bit like, this was not reassuring to him, but I was kind of like, well, I don't, like, I don't, it's not my fault, you know, Like, (laughs) like, you can't blame me. Like, but I guess, yeah, it's so consuming. And then. There's other little things like, well, there's sexual role playing, which I am a fan of in all its myriad of forms, uh, but it's maybe too much to talk to talk about. But uh, 
I mean, it's from one end to the other. <laughs> right, yeah, right. <laughs> role playing as a kid to then sexual role play. I know. Just a sharp L. <laughs> yeah, just a real sharp turn there. Um, somewhere in between is, I realize I often say, like, I'll be talking to a friend and they'll be telling me something that happened and, and I'll say, oh, can you, like, show me what you were like with them? Or, like, I was talking to another director and I was saying what do you like as a director like here direct me and you know they're not an actor so for them that's a bit of a Uh, leap like and that's what I mean this everyday acting like getting people to act out how they were you know which I think is like a good it's a good unit of communication and people are usually very game you know like not non-actor people and I I love it because, well, obviously, for obvious reasons, I, <laughs> I'm a director, actor, you know, and it, I guess what I'm saying is in all these circumstances, even in a fleeting moment of exchange in a conversation, and certainly with my child and with my husband, it adds a charge, like it has a magic to it that is consuming and puts you in a new angle in relationship to yourself, right? And it's powerful in that way. So when you kind of like sent your obsession over, I was thinking about it and I was kind of thinking of the way and like the phrase everyday acting, because it is definitely true that we all like perform different roles every single day, whether it's like a conscious thing or not. Like you talk differently to your mom, how you would to your partner, how you would to your friends, how you would to like your boss or like in a meeting or whatever like our lives are kind of made up of these constant tiny performances. Like, what do you think the difference is, I suppose, of doing it like very purposefully, like you asking a friend to act this out, as opposed to just the way we kind of like move in and out of these different parts of ourselves? Right. No, that's a good difference to point out that really there is a shift. There's a leap that has to be made in this case. Like we move all the time, but when we decide to dance, you know, there's a little leap that's taken. Even if you're just, if it's very colloquial dance that you're just doing for a second, you know, you've stepped out of your vernacular and this, this is that too. So there's, there's a potential for shame and embarrassment and that's part of the charge, right? Like, is this at any moment someone could say like, well, that's not real. You're being silly. That's just stupid, right? that you would believe so hard that you would let yourself be this other person. And, you know, to that, I say, fuck you. You know, (laughs) that voice, um, the, the person who says that or thinks that or does that with a look is sort of the enemy of my entire life. Mm -hmm. So I guess part of why I chose it is because I, I'm thinking, ah, maybe we should popularize this idea and make it like, more of a an everyday thing because I think there's so much freedom in it and it gets very marginalized you know like are you into bondage you know like it becomes Mm. this sort of very fringy thing when in fact the same power that it might have in some sort of bondage sexual context it could also have with a child Mm -hmm. not tied to sex you know I think people just people associate love with sex and then love is associated with everything people want badly, you know? I 
as well as like when I only sent it over the everyday acting, I was like, okay, is this about, you know, what you said before, I only about like the difference who you are with different people. And only now on this call, I don't know if Ioni's going to get onto that this happens, but with me and my friends, I'm only thinking about it now when we're like on a night out or whatever, we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then earlier in the year, yeah, quite early on in the year, we just started this thing where when we like really wanted to go mad, we just started speaking in Australian accent. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. It's yeah. got to the point with my, some of my girlfriends, especially where we've like, we've like really took time to like kind of get good at the accent and like be these good. like good, good. <laughs> good and like we came back from like day drinking in a different city back to our city and went into a bar and we just were speaking to these two guys but completely just fully stayed Australian and it was just like this great thing of like yeah that's a great example like it it like released something in you, like it opened up something and that's utterly legitimate and exactly what I'm talking about because it's, it's pointless, right? There's not like you, you stumbled (laughs) upon it, but nonetheless, like it allowed for a a kind of feeling that was, I think the thing that I like about it is I'm I'm also, I could have equally chosen just like altered states. Like I like, I like an altered state. Like I'm not against getting there with drugs or like mezcal or something, you know, but, um, or alcohol, I guess. <laughs> Just mezcal. <laughs> For me, alcohol is mezcal, but I'm so sensitive. I feel like I can get there, yeah. you know, like it happens quite easily. Like I'm in like a new part of town and I'm like, whoa, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're in, you know, Ireland right now. Like I, <laughs> And I like believe it really hard, you know, I love that. And then it's something you do together, right? You would never, I mean, you could do it alone, but that it's sort of the whole point is that it's in relationship and you're both believing. Yeah. I mean, and I guess that's, yeah, that's, that's like the power of it with sex, you know, but that it works as, as long as everyone stays in the game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's surprising how, because what you were saying about like how it's, it is so easy with anything that's kind of, anything where you put yourself out there, it's so easy for people to be like, well, you care. And then you're like, just caring about something makes you vulnerable, doesn't it? Yeah. But it's mad how like, I don't know what it is about an Australian accent. I don't know why I keep laughing. Yeah. Okay. Should we give you a sentence? No. Or like. Mostly we just say like, you're all right, mate. Or like, oh. <laughs> recently did a video of my friend where she's a sunflower. This is just so stupid. And the second she notices the flowers on her head, she's like, oh, I'm a sunflower. <laughs> Gosh, it sounds so fun. Like, it is. I'm literally so hot. I'm like, it's so good. Yeah, but I also think, I also think English people doing Australian accents is kind of the equivalent to American people always trying to do English accents. Yeah. Like maybe. all my American friends are constantly like slipping into English accents that they've like kind of adapted from Andy on the office. Yeah. And then, like you're the same with Australian accents. Like you right. and like a few of my other friends, but I slip into Scouse accent, which is Olivia's accent, hey. like Liverpudlian. <laughs> oh, like, wow. That's the accent that like I slip into just from. I really yeah, like when I'm being like, I don't even know, like when I'm just talking to like my partner or whatever, or I'll just say something in a weird northern way, and or like my best friend, they should be like, "Did you try that? Are you trying to be northern?" I'm like, "I'm just 
know. <laughs> right. Yeah, you have to understand that for me, this is, I'm like really like having to keep up accent wise because you both have <laughs> accents already for me. Yes. And then the Australian accent on top, I was like, oh, right, right. That's how that's different from how you're already talking. Um, and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Maybe it's more like if I enjoyed talking in a Southern accent or like how, like a Valley girl accent. Do you know? Yeah. What, you know? I also do Southern American accents, but again, that's yeah. kind of like taken from the office. <laughs> like when they have yeah, that episode really? where they role play, yeah. if that's, they role play in the office when it's like, they're all going to get fired and then they pretend to, <laughs> I don't yeah. know why I'm talking about this. What is this conversation? <laughs> and then they pretend that there's been a murder in the office and they're all like Southern detectives. <laughs> that's another example yeah, of role basically. play. And then I yeah. role play that role play. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah very meta. Play. Yeah. But it is um, surprising how if enough of you are like really engaged with something, and I think this really kind of happened more in lockdown because I share a courtyard with some houses, so we're like socially distanced and you're trying to keep something going. But it is surprising how much people will kind of just jump in on something if it, if it feels like enough people are like yeah. going with it. I'm always like, oh yeah, all of a sudden everyone's just doing this Australian <laughs> accent. People don't even question it. They just sort of like go in and whatever. Right, right. And that is like... What was that thing where girls were like going mad together? You know, like there'd be like groups of girls going into this like hysterical state. And in... oh, it's, I think it is just called mass hysteria. I think mass because hysteria. I was thinking about this the other day and I was like, what's that called? And then someone was like, mass hysteria. And I was like, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> but there was something more specific about like girls in girls' schools were actually getting like weird physical conditions but but they yeah, were all yeah. That, yeah some form of mass hysteria and I think that's it's a little bit like you know like at a at a slumber party or something where you're doing the Ouija board you know and like oh yeah everyone believes so hard and and like you get terrified like you all get terrified as a group and it's from the collective believing that you've conjured this spirit which I I think you probably did conjure spirit. Um, <laughs> I'm also truly believing that. Anyways, it's interesting to think, I mean, that's a context, like maybe one of the reasons why this is potentially embarrassing is because it's, it's so female, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. And not just female, but sort of irresponsible and girlish, you know, like it's not even, you know, one of the values that, the narrow realm of values that women are prized for. Like it's, Mm. it doesn't necessarily have anything to offer men, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's like root form. And it's the kind of thing where I'm like, Oh, like if society were shifted towards the kind of structures that I believe in things like this everyday acting thing would be, you know, important on like a state and governmental level, you know, (laughs) yeah, that would be one of the pillars of our society, you know, and the way things are structured in terms of like, what's real and important and what's not, it's actually so marginal that we're unsure even on this podcast, whether this even exists, what we're talking about, like, we're trying to come up with examples. But I think that, you know, I'm, like would need to do more research on this and come back to the group. But uh, <laughs> I think 
probably like there are cultures for whom this is not a marginal idea or a small mm-hmm. idea. I was thinking as well, like when you were kind of saying about, yeah, like that vulnerability aspect of it and, you know, kind of if you do this or like if you find like people can find you doing this and then being like, oh, you're a weirdo or whatever. And it's kind of interesting because I don't really know where I'm going with this thought, but I'll just like speak it out and see if I just get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Use an Australian accent if you feel like it. Now more than ever, we're like obsessed with authenticity and like seeking authenticity Mm -hmm. or like seeking out whether something is authentic or not. And then obviously everyday acting is kind of like the ultimate artifice. But also I can imagine that like, for example, when you're being bad child and then you have to switch back into like Miranda mom, it makes the difference between like who you are authentically even bigger than you knew it was before, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a question, but that's my point. Yeah, or it, it reveals something or the slight instability of like self, you know, or yeah. something. Like, and when you're talking about authenticity, I was thinking, right, and what is the opposite of authenticity right now is like Trump, right? Mm-hmm. And so maybe part of the value of everyday of everyday acting is to also point towards like the role playing and the acting that people do on like a on a grand level and that in that case you you know you you wonder about that person like is there any real there is there any like is this person sort of found their calling in reality shows you know where mm-hmm, like yeah. playing a role was apparently like so liberating for them, you know, that it unleashed this almost like devil-like force, you know, like maybe to have it part of our vocabulary, (laughs) everyday acting allows you to also see like, yes, the self is constructed and, and how do we gauge what is authentic? And can we notice just that there being more nuance in there so that yes, people can, play and there's real there's reality in play you know it's not only frivolous but that but that it is yeah it's not only frivolous and it can be very powerful and therefore it can be used for evil yeah that's what I was thinking when you said like about it being kind of like a considered a feminine trait which I do definitely think is true but I think that's more because we legitimize the ways in which men do it like whether that's right board meeting or like Olivia's a big football fan as in soccer so like talks a lot about like you know men hyping each other up after football games and stuff and how that's just like disregarded if like women were to do it and I think it is more that that, yeah we just legitimize men right everyday acting than we do women yeah just on that football one as well as a lover of football don't want to like throw shade on the fans but it crosses over so easily with men as like a way to find power and violence or like an access to power and violence and that if like if mass groups of women behave like mass group of men do in sport arenas or did in sport arenas before the virus or whatever we'd like lock women up we'd be like women have gone mad we need to like keep them in their houses they're like there's too much but then men go every week and they're thousands to football games and scream and shout and fight and and all sorts and we just kind of go oh yeah well that's just men like letting it out on the weekend Right. Yeah. Or you think about like, I mean, there's right now we're very afraid that we're on like the brink of civil war or that there's these groups that will 
the very least intimidate voters on election day. And these are, you know, like some of the names are very role play, like the the Oath Keepers or something was one of them. <laughs> so uh, we shouldn't laugh. Yeah. So, it's, you know, he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, and they're all groups of men. And like, it really is like the Ouija board made us so excited at that sleepover. <laughs> the streets with this, you know? Yeah. And you do imagine though that it, like for whatever reason in their broken hearts, like these are people who don't feel powerful, you know, like in the deepest sense. And like this kind of role playing, it feels really good and really exciting and like getting together and talking about it and being all, you know, it's like everyone doing the Australian accent, like we're all believing in this together. And uh, I think we just broke it wide open, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) We've unleashed something that can't be put back. (laughs) Um, I might need to come up with a catchier phrase than everyday acting for this to really like fly fire yeah (laughs) just to go full circle on the whole thing what is mad is that where it really is acceptable is like in in sex is where we kind of do accept and it's like we've repressed so much sexually but then all of a sudden this like one facet we're like oh the only place where we're actually taking that in is in sex right yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And especially between men and women, we're like grown men and women, you know, queer culture, like that's fine. You know, like that there's a number of other things going on there. Well, I suppose it's that also like for many people, that is the most vulnerable position or place emotionally, physically they're going to be in. So maybe it, that makes it easier to be more open in that way, because like, if you are going to feel judged in that situation, it's probably for a host of other reasons. <laughs> like, yeah somehow yes right and you're wanting to play with power there and it's acknowledged that that it is play yeah sex equals play there it's just for sex you know it's just so i can get off i don't really yeah 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 Yeah. but we're all just like thinking so hard (laughs) i can see them all just like right yeah okay yeah 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 yeah, I realized now, like, when I got the email that was like, you need to have an obsession for this podcast tomorrow. Like, maybe I was supposed to be like K pop, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is great, honestly. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh, wow, what an interview. Yeah. It's funny because we were so giddy on the intro and actually it's probably like one of the most interviews I've laughed the most in because I'm just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great, a really great interview. I really... And I felt like it was one of those obsessions, episodes slash interviews as well where I was kind of like annoyed for like a day afterwards because afterwards I kept thinking of more things I wanted to talk about, about the subject. And like, I had no yeah. like outlet for it. Like, oh yeah, what about this? What about that? What about this? And yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Totally. And then I also can't believe, I mean, you were thinking about, wish I'd said this, wish I'd said that. I can't believe to one of like my biggest influences as an artist. I, I did an Australian accent. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of love it, but also um, because... I had a friend over and obviously my partner was in the flat. And then after I recorded, they were like, we were just waiting to hear you do an accent. And I was like, never. <laughs> I would absolutely never. never. Like it's a running joke between me and Camille Maria about how like she always does English accents and I rip the shit out of her for it. But she's never had me do an American accent because, you know, I can just give it and I can't take it. I'm not going to be criticised. Uh... <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's a great outro. <laughs> I will not be criticised. <laughs> what a day. What a day, what a life. Well, thank you to Miranda and also to Veronica for setting this up and Elizabeth and Focus Features and everyone that helped make this episode a reality. Thanks to you, Ioni, for, I'll be honest with you, always making me absolutely howl. <laughs> what, because you're, yeah. you're just mean to me and then I have to defend myself, which is somehow funny to you. Am I a joke to you? I'm pretty sure that everyone at this moment in time is going to gasp and say, oh, it's absolutely always Ioni that's mean to Olivia. <laughs> well, we'll see. Please let us know who you think is the bigger bitch out of the two of us. <laughs> who do you think hates the other one more <laughs> and is active with it? I'm going to do an Instagram story poll that says exactly that. Exactly that. Okay. Well, I'll well, I'll 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 no I'll make a note in it. I'll respond as well. Damn, I've got no company. <laughs> Why are we going so off piece today? Oh no, this is meant to be nice and short and sweet. Okay, so thank you also to the listeners and thank you to Clarissa and to Naya and to Gina, Gina and Carlin to Camille and to Hattie. And I just want to say a quick shout out to my newly born niece, Margo. If podcasts exist in 15 years, you can play her this episode. Yeah, and she's going to be like, oh my God, you were such a shit feminist. <laughs> like, oh my God, you're Why do you hate your friends so you're much? You're cancelled. <laughs> we're going to be cancelled by your niece when she's a, what will her generation? Anyway, let's stop talking. Um, We'll be back. <laughs> next Monday with another sleepover club stop laughing I, I love you bye bye
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. You did something for the first time. 